Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in Health IT, Surgeon General sounds the alarm on healthcare worker burnout and resignation. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Site Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com today. All right, today is the last day of my vacation. You might not know it because you've been hearing my voice, but I actually recorded these a week ahead of time. And actually, while I'm doing this, if you could do me a favor right now, think of one person that you can share this show with. We produce daily shows as Tuesday through Friday, and we do a Newsday show every Monday to try to keep health IT staff current and engaged. If you can think of someone to send a note to and say, hey, you should subscribe to this podcast, I find it really helpful and I learned something. I'll tell you, I learned something every day just doing the show. Go ahead and share it with somebody. That would be greatly appreciated. It really helps us to continue to do the work that we are doing. All right, let's get to today's story. Surgeon General Advisory sounds warning on healthcare worker burnout and resignation. This is Interestingly, I got it from Healthcare Finance News. The story is everywhere, but this is the one that I picked up on. All right, here's the story. With a projected shortage of nearly 140,000 physicians by 2033 and a shortage of 3 million lower-wage healthcare workers in the next five years, U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy has sounded the alarm on the country's ongoing healthcare burnout crisis. Health workers, including physicians, nurses, community and public health workers and nurse aides, have long faced systemic challenges in their healthcare system even before COVID 19. That, according to Murthy, is leading to a crisis level of burnout. The pandemic, of course, only made things worse, prompting Murthy to issue an advisory for addressing health worker burnout that includes recommendations such as reducing administrative burdens, being more responsible to workers' needs, and eliminating punitive policies for seeking mental health and substance use disorder care. Generally, I, I'm not going to get to my so what yet, but one of the things as I read this, when I see reduce administrative burdens, I, th I find that interesting because a fair amount of the administrative burdens come from the government. And the documentation requirements for the government, which need to be uh, revamped and looked at, what information do you actually need in order to manage the health of the community and to measure the quality outcomes of the various health systems, that needs to be looked at as well. So while I don't disagree with reducing administrative burdens that are caused by the health system themselves, keep in mind the regulatory burden that is put on each one of the hospitals, especially around documentation. Let's get back to the article. Specifically, Murthy advises that hospitals and health systems should listen to workers and seek their involvement to improve workflows and organizational culture. On the mental health front, he called for ensuring on-demand counseling and increased accessibility to after-work care. By all means, I saw a great post on LinkedIn for elder care that one health system is offering elder care, keeping in mind that a lot more of us are taking care of our 
parents, aging parents, and that increases the stress that we have on the family. And, and this health system had a really cool program where they offered elder care during the day. And it's not like daycare per se, but it brings older aging population together and community is good. Isolation is bad. So this is good for them to interact with other people of their age group and to get them out of the house. And it also relieves that burden of that person providing that care. So again, there's a lot of creative things that we can do on the to reduce the overall burden. We have to think outside of the health system. Clearly, there are burdens we're putting on people when they come to work, and those could be technology burdens, they could be documentation burdens, there, there could be a bunch of them that are within the four walls of the health system. But we also have to think outside the health system. Where What burdens are people carrying into the building that we can address? And that's why I like that that care program that that health system is providing. Let me go back to the article again. Reducing the administrative burden is essential, he said, because a worker's time should be spent with patients in the community and building relationships with colleagues. Murthy cited research showing that this isn't always the case, and one study revealing that on average primary care workers will spend two hours a day on administrative tasks for every one hour of direct patient care. Again, Vivek, we've got to look at the regulatory burden, how we're measuring hospitals, how we're measuring quality, how we're measuring physicians, performance, and all those things. And a lot of them have to do with documentation. A lot of health systems, on the health system front, I would say we've got to be looking at things like nuance. We've got to be looking at things that reduce the amount of time. That two hours needs to be brought down. And we need to you know, put programs together to reduce the pajama time, to reduce that administrative burden that it's happening. We have to look at the log files to see who's really struggling with the administrative systems and how can we support them in that. All right, back to the article. Among other recommendations, the advisory suggests healthcare organizations provide all workers with living wages, paid sick and family leave, rest breaks, evaluation of workloads and working hours, educational debt support, and family-friendly policies, including childcare and care for older adults, it also advocated for adequate staffing, including surge capacity for public health emergencies. The only challenge I have with that statement is it's not one size fits all. If you're saying that about Mayo and, and Cedar sinai and Northwestern Medicine, by all means, go ahead and say all those things, they all apply. But if you're saying it about the smaller health systems that are barely getting by and just had very difficult quarters, their COVID patients are down, their wages are up, you're, you're putting expectations into the healthcare workers that are not sustainable by those systems that are really struggling financially right now. And so we can't talk as if healthcare is one monolithic thing. It is not one monolithic thing. There are very different types of organizations out there facing very different communities that they service. Some are very spread out and it's hard for them to hire workers and they are just being decimated by the wage inflation that's hitting and the fluctuations in patient volumes. So when we say, hey, all workers with living wages, by all means, all workers should have living wages. They should have paid sick and family leave, rest breaks. These are these are just fundamental human rights. Evaluation of workloads and working hours, educational debt support, I think is a little over the top to, to throw that in. 
and family-friendly policies, including child care and care for older adults. That's what we just talked about. I, I don't think anything, these things are bad. I just think throwing these expectations out there is uh, stirring the pot and creating a problem. It's going to drive the cost of health care up. So that's fine if you accept that premise that if we offer better benefits and wages, that it's going to drive the cost of health care up. Just understand that that's what you're saying. There's a balance that has to be struck here. The Surgeon General also recommended that health systems prioritize social connection and community as core values and diversity expand the public health workforce while improving disease surveillance systems to help address social determinants of health and health inequities. Wow. This, this is like me looking at my kids and saying, hey, I expect better from you. I expect you to do better. I expect you to get straight A's. I expect you to go to a good college. I expect you to get a good job. I expect you to provide for me in my old age. This list is the world and all that is within it. Not that I disagree with doing the work. I agree with doing the work. I think it's a valuable work. I agree with Dr. Vivek Murthy using his bully pulpit, but just understand what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's a bully pulpit to essentially push organizations that maybe are underperforming in these areas to uh, step forward and somewhat calling out some of the behaviors that should be there. By all means, that's that's his role and that's what he should be doing. Uh, we are amplifying this through the media, including myself, amplifying this through the media, because I think this is true. I think we have a problem with our healthcare workers in burnout. We have resignation problem. We are going to have a significant shortage moving into the next couple of years, and we have to address that. From the health IT side, again, we talked about various technologies that can be put in there, but technology alone is not going to solve this problem. It's creative solutions like elder care. It's creative solutions like on-demand mental health for those workers. It's being aware of the burdens that they bring into the, to the workforce. There's so many different things at work here. And I agree with Vivek Murthy and we can do better. We should strive to do better and whatever that means for our community and our staff. All right, that is the last episode for this week. While I am on vacation, I will be back next week with some new headlines to talk to you about. If someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, you get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, TauSite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.